0: In Brazil, the corruption is felt by everyone, right? In the USA, the middle class can't really feel it, the people that pay mm-hmm. all the taxes and whatnot. You know, they, they pay, you know, 40% of their taxes, or whatever, but they're not getting like, you know, robbed in their face every day, you know, in their suburban home, right? It's like the ultra-wealthy and the 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 government, those classes play all the corruption games, and we don't really see it like in our day-to-day yeah. life. But in Brazil, everyone sees it. Everywhere, like people are, yep. everything's corrupt, right?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Everyone, everyone's aware of it. Yeah, everyone, everyone knows it happens. So, in a way, people are more like defensive against it, or or at least they're not. They're not. They're not having wool over their eyes. You know, they're not. They're not willfully blind. And this goes yeah. to my.
0: This goes to my point. Why I think this is seeping in to everyday USA life because. Um When Trump was elected, everyone thought it was the Russians, right, on that side. When um uh, uh, Biden was elected, everyone thought that was total uh, corruption and the, the re- election was rigged, right? And then we're seeing, like, you can steal $900 worth of shit at the convenience store without uh, getting arrested. You're seeing all these people get, like, no slaps on the wrist, you know, in certain cities for crimes. You're seeing drugs out in the open, paid for by taxpayer money with their needles and whatnot. So now I think we're starting to get a taste of corruption in our day-to-day life, like the Brazilians have been putting up with.
1: Yeah, 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 certainly. Yeah.
0: All right, here we go, back in bold, this is Bold Perceptions, got a reoccurring guest, Our Brazilian gringo, he's currently on a little uh, solo travel adventure. We met in Florianapolis, Brazil, had a great time, smart dude, developed a good little relationship, and something's been on my mind recently, James. After my experience in Floripa, it was amazing, I loved it, I've said this, it's a paradise, it's cheap, there's beautiful women everywhere, and it's safe. I don't think of any four, four criteria that another city in the world could fit. I mean, it's freaking insane. But it got me thinking like about the Brazilian culture and what I learned from you, what I learned from um, the Brazilians I met, and whether it be the high uh, wealth inequality. I know Brazil has, it's either the seventh or eighth most amount of billionaires in the world, but a lot of their people were living on what, $500 a month if they had a good job. Um, the crazy amount of crime homicide, if you do, there's that statistic where there's like 60 some countries, you know, all the European union, United States, Australia, New Zealand, basically the first world, their amount of homicides in one year compared to Brazil and Brazil have more, it's like 60,000 some. So this extreme violence, um, and like little things I would notice, like I talked about on here, you know, girls were selling themselves. I'm talking really pretty girls for $20 an hour like straight up prostitution. And it was like, no, this is normal. This is what we do to pay our college and whatnot. And uh, in Santa Catatrina, where Floripa is, there's a bunch of like white enclaves too. I noticed this with um, kind of uh, the skin stuff is it, I've seen that a little bit in America, like all this stuff I'm starting to see in America. And I want to talk to you because I think you think a little different, but you can kind of see what I'm seeing. Obviously you're from New Zealand. And I'm from the USA, but I think there's a lot to it, and uh, I hope it doesn't happen. But I see the USA going towards what Brazil is now. Talk to me, James. How are you? How was your trip?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, thanks for the intro. Uh, yeah, it's been pretty good so far. I've uh, I haven't traveled in a long time since you know the COVID restrictions, so it's it's good to get out and going again, and yeah, getting uh, just kind of meeting that uh that side of myself that's been a bit dormant. Um, and yeah, yeah, you raised some, uh, really cool points. I think that, um, yeah, the, the reason I don't see things the same way as you is because I haven't lived in America, right? For a long time. I've only ever visited, so I don't have the same, uh, the same perspectives. Uh, but yeah, I do see a lot of similarities between Brazil and the U S and I'm probably divided on whether I think that Brazil is turning into the U S or whether the U S is turning into Brazil. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I think there's a lot to unpack here, a lot to explore.
0: Yeah, let's start off with the the main one. Um, it was shocking how how like inequality the wealth is for sure. I mean, I come down there and you know I'm not broke, but I felt like I was a king at fifteen hundred dollars a month. And I met a lot of people that were working like good jobs that were not making much money at all. And all of a sudden, you'd see a huge yacht go through Barra da Lagoa from some rich Brazilian, and you're like, how does this compute? Like, Florianopolis is a pretty wealthy area, right? But these people are making nothing. But then all of a sudden you have just billionaire Brazilians that literally own everything and do everything they want. I mean, tell me about this inequality in Brazil.
1: Um, yeah. So from what I've understood, it's, uh, it's, it's always been an issue. Um, you know, since the very earliest days of Brazil's colonization, uh, the Portuguese um, empire were given out parcels of land to to some people. And then meanwhile, you had like slaves that were just like released and like they, they had nothing. So, you know, it's, that, that's, that's what made the modern day favelas. Uh, you know, just like letting all these slaves loose with like no, nowhere to go, from what I understand, at least, um, of the history. And uh, yeah, you know, it's a, it's a very unequal country. You mentioned $500 a month. That's like uh, more than double uh, what I understand to be the, the minimum salary. Um, and, uh, and yeah, but you do have a, a lot of very wealthy Brazilians. Uh, many Brazilians have, have told me something along the lines that, that Brazil is not a democracy. It's a, a feudalist state. Uh, which I can, I can see how they, uh, how they see it with that way. Um, and yeah, certainly, yeah, there, there's massive, um, there's massive inequality you get, yeah, these, these enclaves, uh, where, um, gated communities where, where life is, uh, very similar to a first world country and then, and, and it's safe and you can walk around at night and then you have other parts of Brazil where it's, uh, where it's very dangerous. Um, I think that the inequality drives a lot of the violence. And the crime um and uh yeah it, it makes sense to me that uh if you if you grow up very poor and the only way that you see to to gain status or, or gain a better life is by committing crime by stealing by by robbing by hurting people um that's what you're going to do it's uh yeah brazil's a very unequal country
0: as yeah, one point i forgot to bring up at the, at the start was um the corruption aspect which i mean not many people believe much in um, fairness in the uh, USA politics and the media and whatnot. And in Brazil, it's it's blatant. It's in your face and it affects everyone. And yeah. um, But go back on your point to feudalism, which is quite interesting, because isn't that a lot of South America? Because they were always just reshor- resource extract colonies, right? So they set it up where the Europeans, they would come over here and then they would be the masters of everything and take as much as they can and give the scraps to everyone else. So that system has never really gone away, right? Because even though like there's a really a lot of rich billionaires there, it's not like it's from like capitalism, right? It was straight up corruption and and knowing the right person.
1: Yep. Yep. From what I understand, uh yeah, there's a lot of crony capitalism. And unfortunately that seems to be the main idea that Brazilians have of capitalism, or at least more like left-wing Brazilians. That's the only version that they've experienced is this type of uh very um unfair version of capitalism with well not unfair capitalism is always unfair but you know uh, uh, where um, startup businesses do not have the same power to, to you know disrupt incumbents and incumbents um and yeah they do not really see the wealth creation side of, of capitalism so much um, as as they see the you know the someone who knows a lot of people in the government getting you know special deals being able to and regulations that benefit their business and yeah that's that unfortunately seems to be the, the main view of um capitalism here
0: i don't know if it was the dude that uh, the, is in there now they say like uh, the trump of brazil but they got really into isol isolationism uh, stuff so like imports are insane like if you want the iphone you're gonna pay double triple the prices right i mean this was uh um a big uh a piece to why this economy works the way it does and then so there's no competition for these companies in brazil they don't have to compete with everyone outside right
1: yeah yeah although that's been uh that's been the way brazil's been uh, a long time uh i think it's been protectionist ever since like pretty much since uh, since the beginning of independence um but yeah it's got the most expensive apple products in the world um and uh yeah um yep it's a lot of productive assets, uh, machines, computers, things like that, um, cost cost a lot here. Uh, yep, very protectionist economy. You have a uh, multi-laser and company, Brazilian companies that no one really has heard of outside. No one really wants to to buy their products out of Brazil. They uh, you know, they take they import parts from China, make them in Brazil, and sell them here at high prices. But they're basically just producing electronic trash.
0: Yeah. Okay. So to relate this back to why I think um, the USA is kind of turning into this, so you look at like a San Francisco. You have tech billionaires. You have Skid Row, Los Angeles. Okay, Los Angeles, San Francisco. I'm basically throwing them in the same category now. You have really, really rich people in their own little bubble with private security. They can do whatever the fuck they want. Their mansions in the hills. Then the rest of the people are either in Skid Row. They're broke. They're homeless. Or they're just scraping by. They're the ones paying all their taxes. They're living paycheck to paycheck. And it's like this huge class divide. And that's exactly what I felt in Florianapolis, Brazil. There was these rich-ass Brazilians. There were some people that are like, oh, I get my uh, week vacation in Floripa. This is where I'm going to travel. They're traveling from outside of uh, the state. And then the Floripans there, the regular Brazilians, I mean, they're working paycheck to paycheck, barely surviving.
1: Yep. Um, Yeah, looking at Brazilian uh, tax structure is also... Pretty shocking you know you can have someone who's like a housemaid working working their ass off cleaning floors cleaning toilets uh everything like that you know for, for billy anything and they're paying like 55 percent tax uh if you if you count up all the direct and indirect taxes they pay uh whereas you know if you're if you're very wealthy um you don't have to pay tax on a helicopter a private plane a private boat uh yeah uh, brazil's kind of uh it's not really an uh an economy or, or a society that um you know, tries to distribute everything equally, like, say, Denmark. And it's not exactly like a, a, a liberal or, you know, traditional liberal economy where it's trying to give everyone freedom and, like, kind of like put their hands back. It's co- sort of, like, actively uh, taking from the poor to give to the rich.
0: <laughs> and I think what's different is um, in the USA is they're doing that to the middle class because I think they're trying to get to that level where it is just poor and wealthy and then they can the poor can't do nothing about it unless they totally revolt. But these people are in their mansions and their their helicopters and whatnot. But in the USA, I just read something. I think it was 57% of households did not pay federal income tax. And the rich people don't pay taxes. You saw, like, Trump. That's why he didn't release any of this stuff. Um, you see, like, all these people. They do, you know, the offshore stuff. They do the, the loopholes, which is fine. I mean, that's in the tax code. They paid out their politicians and whatnot. But it's the middle class and the upper middle class that are getting drained for everything they got in the usa Mm -hmm. go back to my comparing points so la and san francisco whatnot they're putting up billboards now and there's so many robbings like hey don't wear jewelry anymore outside you know trying to take your phone out and do things like that that's all i heard in brazil if i was gonna go to brazil do not wear jewelry don't take your iphone out on the street and now this is happening in um united states i mean these are happening in cities like to me that's very uh comparable
1: yeah yeah i imagine so uh yeah 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 it's uh yeah it's like that yeah in in brazil can't can't bring your phone out on the street in most places can't wear anything flashy uh it's not it's i i have some friends who you know um uh come from like venezuela and stuff like that sounds like it's a lot worse there but um but yeah brazil still it's pretty dangerous to showcase any wealth or fame or anything like that here.
0: Can We hit on that other point to the prostitution. So I've done a fair bit of traveling and it seems like the countries that uh, prostitute their women the most are the not well off countries. Like in Western Europe, all the prostitutes are Eastern European. Um, if you go to like uh, uh, Mexico, there's a shit ton of uh, Mexican prostitutes. If you go to obviously Brazil, like I was telling you, and look, I don't partake in prostitution. I think I'm, I'm pretty enough. I don't need to pay for it, but Literally, girls, beautiful girls, 18 to 21 years old, were offering me to have sex with them for one hour for $20. I'm like, oh, my God. But my big point here is when a country starts openly and blatantly selling their woman, especially to foreigners, I think there's a problem. You know what I mean? And um, I don't see this happening in the USA. Well, OnlyFans, you know what I mean? Like, we've gotten really, like, into – that kind of prostitution and in high end, uh, um, sugar daddies, escorts and whatnot, but it's still like behind closed doors. Right. In Brazil, it's just flaunted just like it is in like, um, say Eastern Europe. Like I was in Warsaw. There was so much shit there the last weekend.
1: What do you think about that? Well, um, yeah, it seems to make sense to me that, yeah, if you're, if you're desperate and, uh, you, you, you have really no other way to, it, it might not even just be feeding yourself, but maybe, maybe you have a kid, you know, um, then you're, you're going to have to go to, to uh, every every option you have to to earn money, um, yeah, I think there's definitely a, a, a cultural. Um, yeah, prostitution is interesting in Brazil. Uh, m- many um, businessmen, for example, uh, in it, they, I've been invited out to um, these brothels, strip clubs, uh, many times by uh, by like you know uh, just just. Brazilian friends while 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 we're out like drinking together. It's uh, It's definitely more more accepted um, Amongst men than than I've found in um, say uh, New Zealand and, and Denmark uh, and But I don't know I, I think that um, a lot of uh, uh, Guys here hmm, a lot of guys in any country really would never really see themselves as having a, a relationship with um with a girl who's ever ever done that so i i do think that there is a lot of um say uh, societal shame around it um there's also seems to be in brazil a very strong concept uh, a difference between you know the the woman you marry and the woman you have sex with um like a lot of guys see the woman that they marry as the mother of their children and she's like holy and pure and whatever kind of like um you know the the mary catholic mary and then there's you know there's um the the whore which is uh the the woman that you're attracted by and that you want to have sex with but you you don't see her as almost like a real woman you see her as more like an object and um that seems to be pretty strong here uh yeah there's like a quote i heard in one documentary once which is like brazilian society um loves uh prostitution but hates prostitutes and i think that that's uh pretty pretty real
0: yeah i think that's i mean a lot of cultures too but it is funny like brazil i've made that thing too like how big of a contradiction this place is you have these girls wear the skinniest bikinis in a grocery store and then you go to the beach with them you're like you know you want to take your top off it's not that big of a deal like in italy or spain it's normal for the girls to you know tan their titties and whatnot they're like what i can't take this off this is the craziest thing i'm like you were just in a grocery store with a thong bikini on What?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting. And if you go not too far back in Brazil, um, like you know the '90s, you had, uh, you know, CD album covers uh, with with topless women and, and topless women on TV. It Didn't used to be the uh, the taboo that it is now. But um, I don't know. There's there's also an increase in um evangel- evangelical Christianity, which uh, seems to be driving that. But yeah, uh, Brazil has a, I don't know. I think that uh, the the outside perception of, of Brazil seems to be pretty strong that like, you know, this is like a super like sexual country and, you know, all the girls like, uh, you know, very, very uh, like always down for anything, partying all the time and um, yeah, like easy, right? Uh, but that doesn't, that, that doesn't jive with my experience. I think that uh, Brazilian girls are a lot more conservative than, um, a lot more conservative than girls in English speaking cultures. Yeah.
0: I would disagree on that one, but (laughs) maybe it's just the woman I attract. But here's – okay, my final point, and then we're going to start wrapping up on on how maybe you think it's actually going in a different direction, is um, the racial awareness in Brazil. It is a very mixed country, but, shit, if you're a gringo, you go down there, people like love you. People want to see your blue eyes. People want this. And then I know there's white enclaves, especially down in the south, right, where they don't want any uh, color there. You have to marry – um, you know, someone white, I mean, maybe I'm wrong about this, but here's how I'm relating back to the USA is because racial tensions obviously are very strong there. They have been for a while and then they got crazy the last two years with the, the George Floyd thing and, and so forth. But what I see too is a lot of like white flight, like this happened in Detroit. You know what I mean? This happened in a lot of different places where they go to the suburbs and they run away and they create their own little bubbles, which happened in Brazil, correct? In the South, there, there are little colonies of only white people?
1: Yeah, yeah. Although, um, I mean, the, the north of Brazil was generally more, um, uh, you know, used, used for resources while colonization happened in the south, uh, you know, by Germans and Italians and all of that. So, yeah, you, you generally have more, uh, more white people in the, in the south. Um, hmm. Yeah, you know, I haven't really experienced um, how racial tensions are or racial awarenesses in, in the U.S. seems to be pretty strong. In Brazil, yeah, you you have had like um, a lot of movements inspired by the U.S. Like Black Lives Matter became like Vidas Negras in Portão, and there was a decent amount of uh, you know um, protesting and graffiti and things like that about that. Um, definitely, yes, uh, the beauty standard in Brazil seems to be if you're if you've got like fairer skin and 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 more European, like Northern European features. Um, but in some ways, it strikes me as a very uh, racially inclusive country too. Um, one thing I always liked about Brazil was that no matter what you look like, uh, people in Brazil will kind. Of, you you don't always stick out. You you stick out if you act a lot like a gringo. But if you don't really speak a lot of Portuguese enough for people to hear your accent, and if you wear Brazilian clothes, anyone can look like a Brazilian. Um, so I think that they've yeah they they're a very mixed country, and, and so um there's there's no real like um yeah but no no um in general most of the gated communities i've been to have only had white people some you know more like um pardo you know tanned people but um uh very very few i don't think i've ever seen uh, a black person at a gated community
0: well, and then all their politicians, they're European. I mean, all the people in high up business are white. Am I wrong or yeah. no? Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. No, that's, uh, yep, indeed.
0: Okay. So basically, there it is. I laid out my points. The wealth inequality is getting extreme in the USA. The violence, as we're seeing in, um, I mean, even Minneapolis, where I was from, uh, Chicago, New York, LA, which have always had violence, obviously, right? But the uptick in violence, there's stats on this all across the United States. I mean, shit, we never used to say you can't wear jewelry in the United States without, I mean, maybe if you're in like a ghetto, but still. The prostitution, which um, I thought it was crazy in Brazil, but I see it in the USA with the OnlyFans and um, sugar daddies being promoted easily, like sexuality, like selling sexuality. I've been seeing that promoted. Um, and then these little, the racial thing is um, obviously very heated in the USA. And from what I saw, and from what I've talked to, and obviously my experience is that as a gringo down there, there was something to do with my white skin that a lot of girls wanted me, et cetera. So I laid out my points how I think that if the USA keeps going on this path, they're going to end up similar to what Brazil is right now. And your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah. Um, you know, I think, I think yeah, if, if uh, USA keeps becoming more more, more unequal um, and, and- – yeah, no, it's 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 gonna end up similar to Brazil, I think. Um, yeah, I have I have noticed that uh, there does seems to be a a quite different attitude about sex with um, uh, poorer people and and wealthier people. Uh, generally, wealthier people are a lot more more conservative uh, sexually, and uh, and poorer people. Well, um, you know the. The famous like fun- funky music, which is which is actually quite um innovative and unique to Brazil. But if you if you like listen to the lyrics of a funky music, you can you can really um, uh, kind of hear how <laughs> different it is. You know, there's there's lots of lyrics that you would probably not even hear in like the the hardest gangster rap. Uh, like um, you know, here's this girl, she's about to take the milk from all the guys in the in the favela, uh, and uh, yeah, like um there's there's uh there's like a lot of things about um just guys straight up saying, you know, uh, sit on my dick and the girl singing like, yeah, I'm gonna sit, sit, whatever. It's um you know, it's part of the culture. And um I also I also uh, have noticed that uh, there seems to be this acceptance as well amongst some there's the idea of like the value of the launch um, in Brazil, which is like the old guy with the boats, and uh, a lot in, in Florianópolis, especially right. You you have um, women who basically seek out well, you know, whatever rich guy has has a boat. Um, I was staying in this in this hostel in São Paulo too. I was talking to a guy last night, and he and he said and he's a hostel owner. He says like um, uh, very frequently, uh, women stay here, young girls who come from interior Brazil so they can find a, a rich guy in São Paulo to take them around. And they don't know, know this, not necessarily looking for a boyfriend or a husband, they're just looking for, for a, a good time, for some gifts, for, for a luxury kind of lifestyle. That seems to be getting more accepted or maybe it's been accepted a long time. I also found it interesting that, um, that kind seems to be kind of connected with, um Brazil's not as feminist as, as US, but in the growing feminist movement, uh, Uh, in brazil um a lot of it seems to be focused on you know i do what i want with my body and uh and kind of like sexual empowerment which seems to be connected to also like you know i never i never really understood how this could be a feminist position using using a body to get to get like uh you know lifestyle benefits um to me it's almost like the, the opposite of female empowerment to have sex with people that you aren't horny for that, that you that you have no desire for. Um but uh yeah no it's 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 increasing increasing thing in cognitive
0: dissonance for sure on that on that topic but hey james yeah. so I lead up my points why I think USA yeah. I'm an American citizen is turning into Brazil mm-hmm. And you've been living in Brazil. You've been really deep diving the culture. Um, you're not a, your a citizen yet, but you're married to a Brazilian, so you know a lot yeah, of I'm shit. Resident. Now you're you were yep. telling me that you think Brazil has a chance to become what the USA was or what the USA is now.
1: Yep, yep. Because I think that there are a lot of people who go through hard things and they get strong and they get creative and they get adapted because of it. This is by far one of the biggest reasons I moved to Brazil. Um, but yeah, I, I have noticed uh, two two points that I think are very common with the US and, and Brazil. And that is in the US people getting more politically divided. And in Brazil, they are super politically divided. Like um like they they each side sees the other one as criminals. And to be fair, um the former president is in jail and now he's coming back out and he's and he's standing a, a strong chance for re-election. And um, like the 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 other uh presidents, the current president openly praises the military dictatorship. And, uh, and even has like celebrated um, celebrated the the military guy who, who tortured the the former female president uh, so like yeah their political tensions are really high in Brazil people get extremely um, extremely uh, passionate about them and um, <laughs> yeah I I'm This has become a bit annoying for me recently because I've, for a long time, tried to say I'm a gringo. I didn't grow up here. I cannot understand it. Don't talk to me about it. You'll just confuse me. But, uh, but now I've I've been there two years. I I can't really say that the same way anymore. Not not enough people buy it. They want me to have a political opinion. But um, also, a lot of Brazilians aren't politically involved. Maybe maybe they care. They they have a strong hate of you know a certain political party, but they don't really um, want to make any political change. They don't really want to participate in the political process, a lot of them will, will vote because uh, they can be fined or punished or forbidden to leave the country unless they uh, do, do their vote. Um, but yeah, very few people are politically involved and, and want to make a difference. Very few people believe in the, in, in the system uh, You know, democracy for, for making change in Brazil. That seems to become a growing trend in, in America as well from, from what I understand is that a lot more people are, are not trusting the system. They think it's just kind of, uh, it's kind of screwed either way. And that, um, yeah, they're, they're, they're just kind of passive observers rather than active uh, citizens. Um, that, you know, that, made,
0: that just reminded me of, of a point. My apologies the, for cutting you off, but... About how our politicians are getting rich, and you know they they track Nancy Pelosi's uh, stock moves, and you know all the, I mean she made like three hundred million since so she's been in office off a one hundred fifty thousand dollars salary. It reminded me of someone who um was like wealthy in that Floripa. and I'm like okay, you know what do you do? I'm a student, so well, you know, your family they're like oh they just work for the government. And I'm like so you make good money there she's like yeah that's what you have to do in brazil you gotta work for the government you make all the money
1: yeah yeah getting a concorso publico is basically secured income uh for the rest of your life and in the in the higher levels you know it's like um uh you can, you can get the equivalent like you get like forty thousand, fifty thousand 50,000 reais a month which is really good money for brazil um and uh, you know a lot of the time you're, you're not held to any metrics you you can't really be fired. Um, yeah, uh yeah, working in government is is well paid in Brazil and very very secure. So a lot of people uh, try to get into public positions. Um Yeah, and that's
0: that's what's happened yeah. with the USA too. It's like they even with Trump and all them, they put so much freaking money in, into more government programming and big spending and now this person's you're in there and you're in the cog in the machine, you're getting paid. I mean, no but I mean, anyone with a brain doesn't trust any of these politicians with the money they're making. Mm-hmm. It's like, where the fuck is it going? You know, our national debt is through the freaking roof and whatnot. But I was fascinated. She's like, oh yeah, I've been to Disneyland. I've been here and there. I'm like, what the hell? What do your parents do? Oh, you know, one, I think one worked at the prison or some shit, like a, like a prison guard. I'm like, that makes money. Yeah. For the government. Yeah. I was like, come on.
1: Yeah. 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 It's, uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's like that. <laughs> Yeah. Um. Oh. Some. Another thought I had was the 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 tolerance of corruption and, and petty crime. I have gotten the sense before that, um, in general, uh, Brazilians just tolerate petty crime more, or, or they or they tolerate a lot of things that. Um, yeah. They 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 just tolerate uh, bad things happening in their in their life uh, more more often. Um, I have I have gotten in the sense that it doesn't really matter uh whether you um you know stole a pair of like nice Nike sneakers uh or or not it matters that you have you know Nike sneakers luxury goods um it doesn't matter if you if you bought you know a stolen iPhone uh, or or something like that um you know it just it just matters that that you have one uh and there's many cases in which you know I've been charged the incorrect amount at a at a at a restaurant, at a cafe, something like that, I remind them, oh no, no, it's uh, you've got to to do this. And I've had Brazilians around me like, oh, well, like, why, why? Yeah, that's that's nice of you. Like, you know, you didn't you didn't have to do that. And I'm thinking, well, you know, I I consumed it. I had to I have to pay for that. Um, but there, there doesn't seem to be the same, the same attitude. Uh, a lot of Brazilians are aware of this. They say, like, ah, Brasileiro e Malandro, and you know, always always trying kind to of like take advantage, uh, you know. Um, yet despite that, a lot of brazilians don't seem to really be trying to trying to change it so yeah i don't know this, if that's is, a what, point this is what Manson
0: was talking about the article i sent you about mm-hmm. like it's like in their culture they just try to uh, take as much as they can kind of like how the europeans did they took all the resources and extracted it it's like if mm-hmm. you don't get caught it don't matter and like if you're dumb if you don't try to do it and this is a great point i think i was listening to maybe it was your boy the expat money show was saying like in Brazil, the corruption is felt by everyone, right? In the USA, the middle class can't really feel it. The people that pay mm-hmm. all the taxes and whatnot—they you know, they pay, you know, forty percent of their taxes, or whatever. But they're not getting like you know robbed in their face every day, you know, in their suburban home, right? It's like the ultra wealthy and the, the the government; those classes play all the corruption games, and we don't really see it like in our day to day life. But in Brazil, everyone sees it everywhere like people are everything's corrupt right
1: yes yeah 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 everyone everyone's aware of it um yeah everyone everyone knows it happens so in a way people are more like defensive against it or or at least they're not they're not they're not having wool over their eyes you know they're not they're not willfully blind um and this goes to my. this
0: goes to my point why i think this is seeping in to everyday usa life because um When Trump was elected, everyone thought it was the Russians, right, on that side. When um uh, uh, Biden was elected, everyone thought that was total uh, corruption and the, the re- election was rigged, right? And then we're seeing, like, you can steal $900 worth of shit at the convenience store without uh, getting arrested. You're seeing all these people get, like, no slaps on the wrist, you know, in certain cities for crimes. You're seeing drugs out in the open, paid for by taxpayer money with their needles and whatnot. So now I think we're starting to get a taste of corruption in our day-to-day life like the Brazilians have been putting up with.
1: Yeah, 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 certainly. Yeah. Yep.
0: My bad. Let's go back to your point about how you think, okay, Brazil is on the up and coming though, because I I don't know if it was you who told me, but I guess it wasn't. It was that Brazil is always the economy of the future. It has all the pieces, it has the population, the resources, everything, and it's always going to be the next big economy, but it never happens.
1: Yeah, that's that's been a bit of a meme for a while. Um, I've heard convincing arguments that based on the elections this year, uh, it's either going to go well or go bad, with either president being elected. Um, and yeah, but I, I I have faith that Brazil is is eventually uh, going to um, going to make it out, become a first world country, or at the very least some bad shit is going to happen to other countries. The world order is going to get, you know, um, shaken up and Brazil being more used to crises and being stronger in some ways is going to not fall as hard as other countries. Um, I think you even see it with like COVID, uh, that, that Brazilians kind of treated it within the context of their, of, of the struggles they already had. And whereas a lot of other countries got really terrified of COVID, uh, reacted really hard and, um, and kind of you know uh, hurt hurt their economies um, yeah it, 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 I get the feeling that uh I don't know the things that make me uh, have faith in Brazil is that despite everything that Brazilians struggle with they stay hardworking optimistic and adaptive and I don't know i I, I just see that pushing them up pushing them on the up in the long term uh, one reason that I didn't I, I love to Eastern Europe but one reason that I uh, I kind of felt bad living there long term is that a lot of people really have this attitude that things are never going to get better. They're, they're always going to be screwed. They have this kind of default pessimistic outlook and yet Brazilians somehow, despite all the, all the struggles that they go through, they, they still have a lot of moments of joy and and optimism and, and happiness. Um, and they work really hard. That's, that's the other thing that I think a lot of people don't see um, uh, outside of Brazil. They, they think that, Oh, it's a tropical country. Everyone's lazy. Nah, Brazilians work pretty hard. They do. 10 11 hour days a lot of people you know are earning uh, very little money and yet they are they're hustling it out so um, yeah I, I have I have faith in those in those qualities to help Brazil uh, become a uh, yeah a stronger better country over over time I also think what Brazil might need is just a government that doesn't do much at all you know a government that um, that doesn't promise a, a huge big change. Uh, and, you know, that, that, doesn't, that doesn't try to um, sh- shake up, you know, all, you know, clear out all the ruts and, and things like that, that just muddles along, could actually be one of the best things for Brazil, that they could, they could sit it on the right track, because uh, it seems that, um, <laughs> yeah, it seems like uh, the, the, every, every politician that comes into Brazil is just trying to do a massive change. It never seems to work out.
0: Yeah, this obviously probably has to do with the language barrier. But in my opinion, I don't know if they're like, I think they want to be told what to do. I think a lot of them say like it, they want to focus on the beach, the drinking, the partying. And, and they just kind of want someone to, okay, it's going to be okay. Here's this monthly stipend or here's this and let's go from there. Again, I could be wrong. It could be who I hung out with and the people that were attracted to me and wanted to have good times and whatnot. But before you make a comment on that so I don't forget this is your point on the slavic people and the brazilians is freaking crazy because yes they went through communism here they went through wars here and whatnot but every statistical measure besides freaking the weather i mean this place is way safer um there's not many homeless people uh they got all the new western like stuff coming here they can they give so much money from the eu poland right Obviously, Belarus is a little fucked, but the Baltics are doing amazing. Bulgaria's on the up-and-coming. Romania with Bucharest. And you're right. It seems like the Brazilians, I mean, some of the happiest people I ever met with all the shit that goes on. And I go in the streets and, and here, and these Slavic people look like they want to kill everyone they see. I'm like, this doesn't make sense. You're in a way better position besides the weather than these Brazilians. But they're happy and you guys act miserable all the time. And I know, okay, they're not like that and they love to suffer and it make, makes them – Mean they have a heart and it's their part of their culture and whatnot. But I'm like, you guys can't be this miserable all the time. Only when you don't,
1: when you're drinking,
0: is when you I see a smile. It's fucking crazy.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I I suppose is yeah. There's different cultural reasons for it. Like um uh, smiling is seen as unmasculine and, and 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 weak or or threatening. Like you're a psychopath. But um yeah, it, it's it's definitely a part of the culture that I, I didn't really feel that uh, comfortable in. Um, but uh, shit! What were we, what were we just about to talk about before?
0: I was saying the Brazilians were too too stupid. To, oh, they right. need someone were, to know what to do. wanting
1: to be told what to do. I think a lot of people want to be told what to do. But uh, the thing that that made me think about was um was that as you remove the middle class and you separate society into into having um very poor and 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 very wealthy, I um I've heard from quite a few Venezuelan friends. That, that is an optimal strategy for many political leaders because it makes it easier to buy votes and 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 control people. Uh, which does make sense to me. Like it, it does make sense that if you are stressed out and exhausted and you're and you're working paycheck to paycheck, you, you don't really you, you kind of want the security of being told what to do. Uh, especially if you're if you're going to be guaranteed some you know monthly stipend or whatever. Um, and and probably the reason that a lot of Brazilians, you know, want to chill out and, and party and go to the beach is because um, you know their their lives are, are quite stressful. Um, so I don't I don't think that this is a that this is a uh, a cultural flaw of of Brazil. I think it is uh, a more, more of a symptom of um, of people being uh, very very hard worked.
0: That was a big point. I should have said at the start. It seems like there is not much middle class in uh, Brazil. And this is actually for a lot yeah, of places I, around the world. Like the USA, I see, I see. Had, huh? the USA had lagging. fuck. We're a little lagging. Hold on. The USA had the most amazing middle class ever in the history of humanity, and it's still pretty freaking strong. But it's being chipped away. But that's what it felt like in Brazil. It seems like there's very rich, and obviously favela, but that's like what eight percent, ten percent, and the rest of the people are like you know maybe five hundred dollars a month type deal. Maybe not in Sao Paulo and whatnot, but. They didn't seem like there's a strong middle class at all. So your points of how the wealthy can easily control the poor because they don't have time to think, they have no time to plan and, and do whatnot.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also got the sense that um, the keeping the status quo in place uh, serves a lot of the elite interests in the country. Uh, they they want they're, they're, they want there to be a lot of crime to scare everyone to keep them occupied with other things. They want uh, a lot of people to be poor so that a lot of people are afraid of ending up like them. Um, you know, it serves their interest in some way. I think that there is, there is an active attempt to make sure that everyone, uh, uh, a lot of people stay miserable and that there is a very large amount of people um, suffering a lot. Well,
0: I mean, when I saw the Brazilian real went from 5-5 five, five to 4-5, I was sad. So, I mean, I can see their point of view, sadly, but... It's true. I mean, these people literally live, like I said, I lived unreal at fifteen hundred dollars a month, right? Now these people have millions. Imagine millions of freaking dollars in Brazil. I mean, you'd be yep. it would be like Candyland on steroids. I mean, the most beautiful woman yep. ever, all these beautiful beaches, all this crazy partying, and you're God there. So I can understand why some people want to keep uh it the way it is.
1: Yeah. I also think uh, aside from just the pleasure aspect a lot of people don't understand that like power is its own motivator like um I think if anyone if they take enough time to just like sit down and meditate you can un- you could kind of imagine yourself as a person who who would really en- enjoy uh having a lot of power and like you know once once you got power you don't you don't really want to give it up it it kind of is it's a bit addictive it feels nice and Yeah, you you want to maintain it. You get a little bit scared of losing it. Um, So I think, yeah, I think I think a lot of uh, wealthy people too. They they grow up um, very very uh, worried about about um, uh, losing it. Um, Yeah, another thing. uh, Returning back to prostitution, man, something that has occurred to me as a potential reason that it's so widespread is that uh, there is uh, a lot of rape in Brazil. And many rapes do not get reported um and or or if they get reported, they don't get followed up and so I think that the that this that this um large amount of women who who turn who turn to sex work could be driven by that in in the sense that they they feel that um well no one no one is is going to really well sorry i'm gonna be assaulted anyway uh I might as well take advantage of it you know i'm i'm going to i'm i'm going to have to uh you know or 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 seeing that the that the only value that other people uh see in them is, is their bodies is um is sex so i think that, that that drives sex work as well uh this this kind of um trauma and this uh social acceptance of of rape and well, of course that, that comes it. with
0: you, you already said it remember brazilian men they think the mother of my child mary or the whore so if someone gets mm-hmm. raped they're like fuck it i'm gonna step into this horror shoes now like that's who i am like some trauma yep. thing
1: yeah, yeah yep oh, yep
0: yeah, and that's absolutely. trippy because i felt that um i was talking to this one girl off tinder and she said well i gotta work but you can stop by my work uh later today and i'm like oh what do you you know this is it like a cafe hey, what do you she's like oh it's just this bar here and she sends me a photo of her in like high heels I'm like amiga I'm not I don't I'm not a trick I'm not paying for your your time to hang out and she's like yeah oh okay but like you know um I'm like if you want to hang out with me I'm not paying you then you can you know she's like, okay well I get off work at uh, this time tomorrow like uh, let's go to the beach and so I go to the beach with her and bro this girl like it just seemed like she was dead inside. It was, it tripped me out. You know what I mean? And she had like this uh, Louis Vuitton bikini on. Obviously it's not real Louis Vuitton. It's all the the fake stuff or whatnot. And I was just talking to her. I'm like, she, it was like, it was sad. It was really and the probably a situation. She was um kind of looked like Northern Eastern Brazilian too. You know, like that, those kind of features and that skin and stuff. And I think she came down here to work and just went through the rigor. And now she looks at everyone as like, I got to get mine. And like, I've been hurt. Now I hurt people. And it was, it was odd.
1: Hmm. Yeah, the, the, I have seen uh, a lot of um, people in Brazil seem to have a you know well, I've been fucked over, so it's my turn to fuck people over kind of vibe with them, and um, yeah, I always kind of feel uh, a bit sorry seeing that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's 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 difficult. I uh, it's one reason I, I do like to live in Brazil though, because I feel that. At least in New Zealand, New Zealand's a very sheltered country. People live in a, live in a bubble and, uh, they don't, they don't, they don't see this, this side of life. And I would rather live a life where I'm exposed to difficult things, even if I don't know how to deal with them, even if I don't know how to do anything, you know, if I feel helpless about a, a lot of the time, uh, what I, what I see, um, instead of just, you know, live my life, uh, shielded from that. Um, I think traveling yeah.
0: does that like you're lost in, yes. in uh, freaking uh the Czech Republic with no cell service because you only get four gigabytes outside of Italy and you can't find your hostel and there's weird people looking at you. And so like you figure out how to get through these situations, like your day-to-day life problems are never hard. Like, like that kind of yeah. traveling aspect, it just, it makes you like a stronger person or whatnot. And then it's like someone that does, um, some sort of fighting, right. They do all this fighting and there's this intense moment, like a training jujitsu and they go back to their daily life and everything is more like, Oh, this is, there's no drama here. My heart's not racing. Like I was just in this like almost near death experience fighting with someone in jujitsu. So like, why am I worried about this? You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Actually, you know, something I had thought about just now is, um, is that a, a, a lot of, maybe another thing that, that, um, that drives sex work is that, uh, um, Brazilian relationships can be very fiery, argumentative, and and passionate, but yet at the same time they seem to take things more lightly. So you know maybe maybe a more uh, a more Western American or you know English speaking culture relationship uh, you might you might um, argue with each other in a, in a less you know uh, heavy way. You know you might use calmer voices, but you might have hold you know very strong grudges or something like that whereas in brazil i feel that they express things more quickly and more and more and more strongly but it kind of dissipates out you know um and so yeah yeah you know i i have met both brazilian men and women who kind of refer to they sort of see they see they see dating as basically well you go to a bunch of parties you kiss a lot of people you know you 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 hook up you ficar on you know a, a lot of people and then you figure out what you like and you and you end up with uh with, with somebody um that, that you like. And that seems they seem to take that that more more lightly, at least at least in the New Zealand culture, even though New Zealand is is I think it's one of the most promiscuous cultures on earth. I I think I saw something somewhere. Um, yeah. Well, it could, it could it could apply to it. I do hey, think.
0: What uh, what really uh tripped up my brain too was uh how first world countries dealt with the last two years compared to how you said Brazil, even though when I was in Brazil, I was so mad I had to wear a mask at a gym. I was like, this is, I was distraught. I had to do that. But anyways, the fact that uh, these first world countries just folded, like people were losing their minds. The toilet paper was gone. People were going crazy. And a lot of the third world places were like Africa. You never heard anything happen about Africa. I mean, obviously probably a lot of people died and whatnot, but like um yeah, like Brazil, they they were still doing the carnival and whatnot back then, and and it is funny how like the soon as some adversity hits, like our first world life that has been perfect the last seventy years, like all shit hits the fan. And that is really worrisome in a time of change like this. When they talk about you know the Great Reset, or they talk about this inflation, they talk about so many different things. Can us first world people handle? not being able to watch 5,000 things on TV, not being able to order Uber Eats, not being able to go party every weekend? Like, I don't think so. Like, if you put some first worlder into a Brazilian shoes that is not from a government family, I don't know how long they could uh, uh, last. I mean, what do you think about that?
1: Dude, I think I think uh, it would be an amazing world if many people in the first world got to visit countries like Brazil and many average Brazilians got to visit, uh, you know, first world countries, uh, because yeah, it gives, it gives perspective. Uh, it makes you grateful. And I I think, yeah, I think it's good in both directions. It, It shows some people that, you know, uh, life, life can be better. My, my wife is in Europe right now, experiencing Europe for the first time. And she is amazed at how organized things are there and how things just work in many ways. Um, yeah, I can only really imagine how it is for her. And, uh, For me coming to brazil for the first time i definitely like so many things i thought were problems before just did not matter um yeah it was amazing yeah I, i think that um it will be a hard adjustment period i do think that um things are going downhill in europe and america and i think that a lot of people are going to have to learn the same things that brazilians have had to learn um yeah
0: and that's kind of why why I wanted to do this podcast is um, after those experiences in, in Brazil, I'd say Mexico too, is just like I don't think the USA has any idea what, what could happen and what could come and if we're ready for it and if we can handle it because it is – I mean, I think humans are really good at adapting. Like you said, these Brazilian people, the most are – they seem really happy. All the people i met, I mean, they're still having great times and, you know, Fiesta or that's Spanish and just they're good people. I felt good vibes from them, but like put Americans in their shoes. Like I couldn't imagine, like, I was like, I'm spending $1,500 a month and this is like perfect life. And these people are living off, you know, a fourth of it and they're struggling. They're working 12 hours a day. I'm like, I mean, I could do that. That's fucking crazy. But obviously I think I could have, I adapted, but it is uh it is a wicked time. And I think you're right. I think some people need to get some perspective real quick. Before things kind of hit the fan,
1: you know something I have uh, I have thought that's quite interesting in Brazil too. It and and from what I hear of, of Asia, I haven't spent a lot of time in Asia. I only vi- very briefly visited uh, uh, Thailand and uh, and Hong Kong. But I've I've got friends who've been the digital nomading there for a while. So in um in, the, in many parts of, uh, of of Southeast Asia, right, you have uh, Buddhism is like a very a very strong religion, and uh, it's it seems to make people uh, accept life a lot more and, and find a sense of peace despite um, despite their circumstances. And in Brazil, you have uh, ayahuasca is a, is a protected substance, uh, which means that even if even if uh, the the psychedelic in it w- was outlawed, uh, it, it would it would still have to be legal, legal for consumption under religious purposes. And uh, and magic mushrooms are legal as well. You can buy them from uh, you know a business. Um, a fully registered business. You, you can pay with picks and and all that. So, I uh, I feel like um, Brazil, despite despite having these these materially difficult uh, conditions for a lot of people, some of the more poor people I've I've met are really into this uh, kind of um, mysticism or internal, you know, um, uh, exploring side uh, side of life and. I feel that it. I don't. I don't see it as like a as as like a cope that's like just helping them like um you know accept the shitty situation. I think it actually gives them a a wider experience of life than than people in um you know growing up in the in the first world uh, have. I feel like they they see more. They that it might also help them enjoy life more. Um, so yeah, it's an interesting like a, um, perspective.
0: Sideboard. It's interesting that uh, you think. It isn't a cope. I, I see your point, but I see, like, in the first world, marijuana being legalized, like, you know, smoking, it, being sedated, uh, looking on your phone for 10 hours a day, getting Uber Eats, all that stuff. Like, to me, that's uh, like trying to, the metaverse is starting to put pieces in places for people to be fine with their, you know, their little cube or sleep in the pod, eat the bugs, you know, the whole great reset thing. And, uh, I uh, but that, oh. your point.
1: Huh? Oh I, I just wanted to go on a, go on a little rant about that, eating the bugs. <laughs> do, do you, you know, own do nothing you know that, and you won't be happy? No, no. Do you know that Brazil Brazil gets a lot of criticism from other countries? I, I don't know if you see that, but you know, Brazil gets a lot of criticism from France, from the EU, from 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 many, you know, um higher politicians in, in you know more developed countries, it get a lot it gets a lot of criticism. Uh, they're um, they're sad about farming practices and deforestation and things like that. Um, uh, even though I, I don't remember what the argument against the deforestation thing was, to me it's a it's a dead end argument because you know uh, first world countries have largely grown by exploiting the environment and and by cutting down trees, you know, and and by saying like oh, you you Brazilians have to stop your developments and you know but we're not going to regrow our trees uh, that, that that's just illogical. Um, but uh, the the thing, the thing that I find most uh, most funny is the criticism that Brazil has uh, has too many too many cows that are walking around and eating grass. Because when cows are walking around on pastures, uh, they they are burping more methane. They're creating they're creating more gas and creating more greenhouse gases. Now, if you had the cows in like tiny pens, you know, inside all day, feeding them corn and soy, that is uh, better for the environment. Apparently, from what I understand, well, at least I got that backed up uh, after, after reading a Brazilian article about that. I looked up a Kyrgyz Arts video and it seemed to back up the same thing, that factory farming is, is better for the environment. And so I, I love that part of Brazil that like, even though there's a strong ESG push, you know, oh, let's save the environment, let's stop the planet from heating up a, a few degrees. By forcing animals into tiny pens and making them suffer or feeding everyone, you know, uh, very poorly nutritious uh, bug soy burgers. Um, yeah, Brazil is just kind of uh, standing out against it and and producing really high quality beef from cows that are happily walking around in the sun and eating their natural diets.
0: <laughs> here's, here's my conspiracy on this, and I've kind of flipped it. I hope this global warming thing and whatnot isn't just the tax the hell out of the middle class and they can fly in their private jets and we got to sleep in, you know, one bedroom bug places. But what I also think too, is because of how like stagnant the first world, um, you know, how much debt Europe has, and they're not really innovating as much besides Scandinavia. And, you know, they, this huge uh, old pyramid. Now and there's not enough young people that are leaving is like you said, the first world's like, Hey, everyone, you know, you can't develop like we did, right? And you have to go into green energy because we're the top dogs in it. We're creating all this stuff like Denmark, right? They're they're huge in green energy and they're throwing all their technology out to everyone else. They have 6 million people, right? They have a really expensive society to keep moving and they have to be innovative, right? So like China doesn't buy into any of it, right? They're going to keep developing as fast as they possibly can. They don't care. They'll pollute the environment or whatnot. But in the back of my head, I'm thinking, damn. Maybe this is how we keep the power balances in place for the first world countries is to say, hey, green energy and you guys stop being industrialized like we did. And to be honest with you, I would want that because I want my first world privileges to stay intact. Like, sorry. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose there's also the argument that, um, you know, a lot of green energy energy solutions have to get produced in first, in first world countries. So it's just kind of a, a continuation of uh, of the status quo yeah 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 here's the problem How, how is
0: here's the problem how is europe supposed to keep their society the way it is when it's a massive welfare state they're all in debt i mean they can't they can't go conquer anyone anymore without international law like european society is on the brink of something bad because all these other countries are catching up china's investing into africa i mean you saw brazil i think it's Top 10 economies. Mexico is a really huge economy. So it's like, what is Europe going to do besides get super technologically advanced or everything's going to collapse upon them? I mean, we already pay for all their military, USA. That's how they can afford mm-hmm. so much free healthcare and whatnot because they don't do anything with their military. And I just look at the problems over here. I'm like, you know, Italy's dying. Italy's going to turn into Greece. Spain's on the same thing. I mean, I know France is under a shit ton of debt too. Um, it's just, you know, the London, or UK, they left it. Brexit or whatever I mean there's some weird shit happening in this in this area
1: yeah 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 I don't know what's gonna happen with the world ban. maybe uh maybe we're, we're gonna have a big shake up we're gonna all uh you know have a bunch of uh of disasters and um and this is kind of inevitable and um and you know whoever's controlling the media uh, and stuff are, are looking for outs way that way that they can uh they can explain it happening um yeah yeah no it's it's not gonna last um to be honest i'm kind of i'm kind of excited to see what the future holds even if it is even if it is bad uh one one thing that um that does uh that does um strike me as uh as a true quote is is the whole thing about like how uh strong men create good times good times create weak men weak men create bad times bad times create strong men um and yeah, but I'm not really sure how that applies to Brazil because I don't know. a lot of people are strong, but yeah, it I didn't really work <laughs> beginning getting better over time. but you know, yeah, 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 who knows how it's how it's gonna work out?
0: I think hundred um, percent obviously, I'm in my own little bubble living the life I do, but you listen to. Your boy, Mikel, Expat Money Show, Caleb Jones, so- Sovereign CEO, um, you know, the Nomad Capitalist, uh, George Gammon, like all these people have been kind of like saying it like, yo, you need to be ready because your first world uh, paradise is is gone. And it's been gone for a while and you need to leverage everything you got left and be ready to diversify and whoever the hell pops off next, because we are the our what we grew up in, you know, our family, they could go to school for $300 a month and have two cars and three kids in a big house like a year after they graduate college and the stay-at-home wife like that's gone <laughs> that's been gone for a long time and i think mm-hmm. like we're living in delusion land right now in the USA and these uh, first world countries and this shit's going to collapse underneath us i mean what 30 trillion in debt like that's just not normal i mean obviously we have the military to back it up and no one's going to default probably in the US dollar unless they do a digital dollar or some shit but i mean there's it's wicked, wicked times.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Mm, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's why day, I'm man. buying a
0: place in Florianapolis and I'm gonna be set. You know, if anything, I can go back there yeah. and hide out with all my little uh, Latina girls and you know drink uh on the beach and you know dance yeah, yeah. with samba. What is it? Samba? Yeah.
1: I think yeah, I think one one good reason to move to Brazil is that uh it's it's still very inefficient at implementing rules. So if you if you come to Brazil, if another thing like COVID happens, uh, and you know a bunch of authoritarian rules start getting implemented in first-world countries, even if they try to implement them in Brazil, they're not going to be able to enforce them the same way. There's always there's always gaps. There's always, it. They they had like I mean in Floripa, yeah, you had to wear a mask at the gym, but like there were so many parts of Brazil where you didn't have to wear a mask, uh, and and it was even if it was legally that you had to wear a mask, a lot of people weren't wearing them. So, yeah, I, uh, I, give, I don't...
0: I give uh, Poland a lot of props. I came here, uh, what, February, and no masks. There was a mask thing, you know, for the rules. I didn't have to do anything. No one told... That's what yeah. I like about the Eastern Europeans, though. They leave you the fuck alone. You know, they'll maybe give you a look and kind of look at you weird, but for the most part, I do whatever the fuck I want here, too. Yeah, and it's safe, true. which is nice. And but it's just depressing. In Brazil,
1: I miss... You can you can buy uh you can buy prescriptions and official vaccine records with the with the app uh for, for cryptocurrency yeah it's uh so i arguably black, black market is a really bad thing but if uh the laws become immoral and become dangerous um you know a place like brazil is, is, a, is a good place to live uh you get you get more you get more freedoms despite the 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 kind of fucked up uh so-called feudalistic uh state that it is yeah if you
0: want freedom you gotta go to the little edgier places for sure because I, I agree with you yes. i felt 100 percent free in floripa and surprisingly safe it goes back to my point at the start i don't think i know a place that's paradise safe the beautiful most woman in the world and cheap i mean it is you're in a good yeah. spot the guy you're in a good Rufus, spot but Rufus it's, it's getting winter good. though down there isn't there
1: uh, yeah, I think I think there is a winter, but it's it's not that bad. It's just kind of a bit rainy and, and windy. Yeah.
0: Awesome, hey James, we got an hour in here. I think I laid out my points to make my picture somewhat clear, and uh, I think we heard that okay. There's a lot of potential in Brazil. You still love living there. You think it's going to get better. Obviously, if you want freedom, get your ass down there. I agree with that 110. percent James, I know you're. Uh, Still making moves with your crypto, right? You're trying to make Brazil the, the next crypto capital, or what?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't actually know. Actually, at this point, um, I'm am uh, I'm a lot less uh, useful to 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 the company I've started than than I used to be. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm considering going out into into something different. As long as provided, I can I can set everything up well for for me leaving. Um, but yeah, no, Brazil's one of the better countries most countries have pretty crappy laws about crypto but um i don't know informal usage you know uh, let's say legal usage of cryptocurrency is pretty strong here and uh, even the formal usage of cryptocurrency isn't that bad there's a lot of things that i don't like about it for example if you are using a regulated legal exchange in brazil with your cryptocurrency the government is getting your name your CPF, your like social security number, your postal address, and the amount of cryptocurrency you have, which is not good. People are gonna definitely get uh, robbed uh, over that, and kidnapped, and probably murdered. But um, you know uh, that that is that's just that's just part of um, of how things work when when you have that. This is something that's happening all around the world. So, um, so yeah, Luckily, I, I think, you think the crypto guys, guys the better. You to
0: hide your name and shit, right? What? I said luckily you crypto guys know how to get around that don't you
1: well um yeah but most crypto users don't right and even even i don't uh have that much protection you know if, if i'm selling cryptocurrency into houses, if i'm buying it uh the, the only way to, to make sure that you're really protected with with cryptocurrency these days is to buy from people you don't know with with cash um and even then you're, you're still not fully protected if you're if you're using a uh, a blockchain like bitcoin um, bitcoin definitely needs a lot, a lot more work done on it to become more private uh, but you know cryptocurrency is like it's kind of a, a bad solution to a problem where like all the other solutions are also very bad <laughs> so uh like or, or worse right so it's a uh, it's kind of a as bad as it is it's uh, it's better than the than the alternatives out there at least is the way I look at it.
0: Yeah, I, I always find your crypto takes refreshing because, you know, you get the, the people like, oh, this is magic money. And then you get the Bitcoin people are like, this is going to take the Fed down. This is going to solve world hunger. It's like, come on, yeah, there's got to be a medium it's, it's here. Not. There's
1: got to be. It's I, I, I see cryptocurrency is kind of like a knife. It's, uh, you know, you can use it for good. You can use it for bad. It's not intrinsically good. Uh, and, you know, you have to you have to learn how to use it carefully and it's it's never just going to solve all the world problems um but you know it is the the one some good things about cryptocurrency i see is that it provides competition to you know cbdc's uh, and, and other potentially more authoritarian versions of money uh yeah and, and i just i just hope that um human ingenuity and and the cryptocurrency community can uh you know provide uh yeah better better forms of, of money over over time to people but yeah I uh, I think there's a lot of bullshit in the crypto space and yeah unfortunately this is probably the biggest time ever in cryptocurrency for frauds and scams. Uh so that sucks as well. It's very hard awesome, James. I appreciate you
0: coming back on. It's good to see you again. It's been a minute. Um enjoy your travels here down in Brazil. If anyone uh wants to reach out to James about Floripa crypto Brazil I'm sure his uh, DMs are open. We'll put his uh, Instagram in, in the bio. And James, I'm definitely going to be calling you soon to uh, work out and shake out some deals for me down there because I'm looking. I want something. Wait. I really want to be a Florianapolis
1: resident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Get Well, yeah, getting getting Brazilian residency would probably be a good idea. Um, yeah, man. Thank you. And uh, hope you enjoy. It's Poland that you're in right now.
0: Yep, in the east, baby. On the border with Belarus, sure. Biostock.
1: Lovely. Awesome.
0: I boss. Hey, you have a great night in that uh, hostel and don't get too crazy on me. <laughs>